0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it gambling problem 1-800-GAMBLING.
1: Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us on basketball gold with Fratello and Phelps. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, Ohio. My partner, Mike Fratello, former head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Memphis Grizzlies, longtime color analyst in the NBA, now working with the Clippers and the Cavaliers. Hello, sir. Where may we find you tonight? Lovely Los
2: Angeles, where there's no shortage of water because it has rained for days and days, and we finally got a day and a half away from it, but they say it's coming back again in another day, but everything is wet out here, so you have to have an umbrella with you to travel around.
1: Yeah, there's some nasty stuff. So I uh, hope everybody out there is doing okay through this whole thing. That That's rough. Snow, by the way, when you get back here to Northeast Ohio. So oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Cavaliers will be thinking the same thing. They're probably going to get snow before they get home because the road trip continues for the Cavaliers. Uh, three games down, two to go when we're talking right now. Uh, still to go, Portland and Minnesota. Cavaliers so far one and two on the road trip losses in Denver and Utah, the win in between in Phoenix. And let's talk about that Utah game a little bit. My Cavs had a five point lead with about a minute and 25 seconds to go. Then one of the strangest things you're ever going to see long story short, one possession turned into seven points from Jordan Clarkson. A couple of fouls on Karis Levert, one ruled a flagrant seven point possession. It was a 13, nothing run in all for the jazz Cavs had a great opportunity to win one with a 13-0 run in about a minute on the clock and the Cavs couldn't catch up. They lost that game by only two points, 116-114. That's a tough way to lose a game on the road, Mike, when you think you're sitting pretty up by five with about a minute and a half to go.
2: As a coach, that's one of those games that stay with you much longer than normal when you go back and You look at how many things you could have done during the course of the game that would have made a difference in one basket uh, here or there or miss free throw uh, here or there. The calls that took place, uh, the seven point players, you you talked about it with me. Isn't that weird? That took place. That's why basketball is, is such an incredible game because you think you've seen it all and then just when you say that something happens. I mean, that game, I'm sure the coaches felt they had it in hand, in control, and all they had to do was execute and not do anything that's abnormal out of the way. Play solid defense. When you start committing fouls, your three-point shot goes in, you go underneath somebody's feet, and all the rules that the NBA have, it's amazing how many points you can build up all of a sudden in a matter of seconds. And sometimes the clock's not running, Jeff, as you know. So I'm sure they'll look back at that game as one that they should have had, could have, would have, should have, but it got away from them in the end. It's, you know, There'll be one along the way somewhere that they steal back from somebody else that maybe they shouldn't have won to kind of even that out. But right now it's painful.
1: It was Donovan Mitchell going back to Utah, Mike, for the first time since he was traded by the Jazz to the Cavaliers, and he was great. He had 46 points he controlled the game he looked really good how difficult is it for a guy to go back especially for the first time mike and and play against his former team and regardless of how it ended if it was a good ending bad ending whatever it was you're still going back to where you you were how difficult is that and as a coach what do you what do you tell a guy like that whatever it worked whatever happened with donovan it certainly worked because he was outstanding
2: it's one of the things we talked about last week while I was doing a Cavs uh, pregame/postgame post-game show, uh, the trip that was coming up, and how would Donovan be able to handle his emotions going back to a place where he had played five years of his career, had been so successful, the team enjoyed success, and here he comes back with a different uniform on. Uh, some people worried about what the reception would be like. I, I don't think there is any doubt in my mind that the people were going to be grateful, thankful, and welcome back Donovan with open arms, which is what they did. The reception yep. that he got was was great. And now how does the player handle that? Are the emotions so strong that he can't keep his game intact? Does it, does it get away from him because he's trying too hard? Uh, but it didn't seem that way. Donovan did a great job of keeping everything in perspective, uh, hand over heart, waving to the crowd to thank them in the beginning of the game and then went out and went to work and did what he was supposed to do. And I know his teammates had to feel terrible at the end of the night that they couldn't get out of there with a win for Donovan, for a guy who put out everything he could during the game to to try and get him a win. And whatever happened here or there that may have cost him that game, I know how badly they must feel because I really believe his teammates love Donovan.
1: Mike, I, I don't think there's any question. He's he's going to make the All Star team. I hope he's an All Star starter. Certainly looks like that. He's playing like he should be, and it's been his presence on the Cavs has been everything they thought it would be. But I, I want to go into this a little bit because I I did some digging. I wanted to see, you know, his big games. What impact does that have on the team? Because I wasn't exactly sure where you know where it would fall. Sometimes those big games. You know, teams don't win when some guy scores a lot. Sometimes they do. And again, Donovan against the Jazz had 46. He was terrific. He was seven of 18 on threes. The rest of the team, three of 19 on three. So, I mean, he clearly carried them against the Jazz. But 18 times this year, he has scored 30 or more points in a game. So 18 times that's happened. And the Cavs record in those games is 14 and four. So it's, that's really impressive. When, and, but this is the one I found. Well, I'm not even sure how to take it. And so I, I want to, I want your thoughts on this. When Donovan hasn't scored 30 or more or hasn't played and he's missed five games, the Cavs are a 500 team. They're 12 and 12. And I'm not quite sure how to interpret all that. But you get a guy like Donovan because you want him to lead you, you want him to be the guy, you want him to have those big nights. But boy, for the team to be so good when he scores 30 or more and to be just 500 when he doesn't score at least 30, are they asking too much? Is, is he having to do too much, Mike? I'm not exactly sure what to interpret out of those numbers.
2: Let's think about it. At first, when you mentioned when he scores 30 or more, I'm waiting to hear the next part of it. And I thought you might come out and say, Well, when he scores 30 or more, the Cavs are three games under 500. Mm -hmm. So therefore, he's handling the ball too much, shooting the ball too much, trying to do too much for the team, and it's not working. And that's what I
1: was afraid I'd find, Mike, because that's that's kind of why I looked it up. I thought, you know, do these games not work for the team's benefit? But they have.
2: So I think what it's telling you is, uh, first of all, it's it's why they went out and got a player like uh, Donovan Mitchell, because he is such a dynamic scorer, and he can carry a team to wins with his play. We've seen that more than just a couple times this season already, where you know they've come back uh, games where they were down 10, 12 points, and they've come back because of Donovan to either tie a game, going overtime, or win it right at the end of the game. So he's a star, and they need him to perform at a star level I mean, wasn't that what Michael Jordan was for uh, many of the years that he was in Chicago? Uh, Yes, sir. He carried them. He brought them so many wins because of his ability to do that night in and night out. It wasn't like Michael Jordan was a guy that, ah, he got 30 tonight, but we haven't seen him do that now for two and a half weeks. It was like you're pretty regular, and that's why he was up as a leading scorer in the NBA for X number of seasons. So perhaps this is the same thing with Donovan, maybe along the way. What JB is looking for is other people to step up and become a little bit more of a contributor uh, to help take the load off of Donovan, where he can have a 20, 22-point game. They can still win the game uh, because you've got Darius contributing, one of the front-line guys having a big night, whatever it might be. But maybe that's part of what's happening there. But Without question, it makes that deal that they did even more impressive, that when you give those kinds of stats, Jeff, makes you understand why Kobe Altman went out and did what he did and gave away what he gave away to get this guy.
1: He's been incredible. There's there's no question about that. And overall, when you're playing as well as the Cavs have record-wise, 26-16, and 16, as, as we're speaking right now, you understand that trade. This has
0: been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Bedway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.